Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this beautiful day. Uh, for those of you who don't know us, my name is Nayaswami Anandi. This is Nayaswami Bharat. And we'll begin with a reading from Rays of the One Light. Um, I'm sorry, I, I wanted to welcome not only of our guests this morning, but also our internet guests. So welcome to you all. Thank you. Um, so we'll begin with a reading from Rays of the One Light, which is uh, weekly commentaries on the Bible and the Bhagavad Gita, written by Swami Kriyananda. And this week's reading is called, We Are Children of the Light. Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. It is common for people to perceive themselves according to their present realities. A person in ill health says, I am ill. Few say, I am well. It is my body that is suffering. People in a low income bracket say, I am poor. Only the unusual person will say, though outwardly I live in poverty, inwardly I am wealthy. Thus, when it comes to moral and spiritual development, people commonly identify themselves with their weaknesses and their mistakes. They consider it almost a sign of humility to say, I am a sinner. Though, in effect, what this means is that they identify themselves with their sinfulness, not with the soul's power to transcend all limitations in God. The great masters, including Jesus Christ, have always emphasized the divine potential of mankind. To encourage us, they address us as children of light, not of darkness. The Bible in the Gospel of St. John, chapter 3, makes the point that our true home is not the mud of this earth, but the light of heaven. No man hath ascended up to heaven, it tells us, but him that came down from heaven. This passage continues, even so, the Son of Man who is in heaven emphasizing that Jesus, though he lived on earth, is perceived by the eye of wisdom as conscious, even in human form, of his true reality in heavenly spheres. The way to know God is to live in godly consciousness and not to bewail our imperfection and our distance from God. Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And the Bhagavad Gita states, Seekers of union with the Lord find him dwelling in their own hearts. But those who, lacking in wisdom, seek him with impure motives, cannot perceive him however much they struggle to do so. If you want to know God, Paramahansa Yogananda said, Live in the thought that you have him already. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind. Oh. 
I'd like to also greet all the brave souls that made it to Sunday service this uh, uh, snowy Sunday. Uh, Nandi doesn't like me to uh, say um, how bad the weather is because uh, she works on the staff of the Expanding Light. And <laughs> but actually, I'm sure it's going to melt by this afternoon and it's going to be glorious and it's glorious right now. <laughs> but I want to thank you all for the great effort you've uh, taken to be here. Uh, I would like to read from Whispers uh, for Eternity, uh, Mystical Poems by Yogananda. My eyes are enthralled, O Father, with the beauty of earthly flowers, with life's passing scenes, and with the sailing silent clouds. Everywhere I see hints of thy hidden presence. Open that eye in me which sees only thee. With that gaze may I behold thee above beneath, all around, within, and outside me. Teach me in all things to see only thee. Open in me that eye which beholds everywhere thy hidden but ever subtly reigning wonder. Thank you. Paramahansa Yogananda said that we're all blind as bats uh, because we've been spoiled by grosser lights. And uh, we, uh, we are made in the image of God, and we are light. As one saint said, don't pray for light, you, you are light. And how do we experience ourselves as light? It's through the spiritual eye, isn't it, of focusing all our inner energy uh, at the point between the eyebrows. And Master said that the light comes once we interiorize our energy there, and that as we become calmer and calmer, uh, the inner uh, universe becomes revealed uh, to us. In today's uh, topic uh, on service, I would like to uh, talk about how we can really affirm our inner awareness of God uh, in our daily life, uh, that we are light as we uh, go through uh, everything that we do in our work and everything else. Jesus Christ, he said that we should pray believing, uh, pray that God is real, the only reality. Well, I, I thought, well, as I was meditating this last week, we should live believing too, uh, living in the reality of God and always affirming that. There's a beautiful story of Dr. Lewis. He was uh, one of the early disciples of Paramahansa Yogananda. He lived in Boston, and he was out uh, visiting uh, Mount Washington where uh, Paramahansa Yogananda had his uh, ashram and community. And they were out on the porch, and they were waiting to go with a drive out to the Hollywood Bowl uh, for the evening, a lot of the different disciples. And uh, whenever uh, people had a chance to be around Yogananda, there was a lot of excitement. And uh, inadvertently, uh, Dr. Lewis put his hand in the, in the car uh, door, and somebody slammed the car door, and it smashed three of his fingers on his right hand uh, up to uh, all the way up. And his actual fingers were the shape of the door jam. Well, Mrs. Lewis uh, saw that, and, and Dr. Lewis, he was a, a dentist, and he relied on his right hand to do his dentistry. Uh, and so she immediately, she ran upstairs uh, to tell Master. And, of course, she was quite agitated and concerned. Their whole livelihood was at stake. And Master uh, listened to her, and he said, Don't say a word. Tell Dr to put his hand inside his coat and, uh, and don't look at his hand. 
And so she went down, she immediately told uh, Dr. Lewis, he put his hand inside his coat, and then he went to the evening performance. Uh, and, and then uh, the next day they had to entrain for Boston because he had to practice uh, his profession, dentistry. And so on the three-day trip back to Boston, he kept his hand inside his coat, didn't look at it the whole time. Uh, later, uh, uh, Dr. Lewis said that I didn't mind putting my hand inside my coat pocket uh, because I didn't feel a thing when it was there. And I w- didn't worry about uh, what was going to happen to my hand, if I was going to be able to use it or not. Well, once he arrived in Boston, he, um, that evening he, you know, he had a, got a chance to bathe and, and then he was going to work the next morning. He looked at his hand and there was just the tiniest mark on his hand. The next day he performed uh, uh, all day long. His dentistry practice wasn't even aware of his hand. And I, you know, thinking of that story, it's, it's an amazing story, of course, of God's grace, uh, but also uh, of just uh, God is working with us and Master is working with us in everything that happens to us. And uh, if some uh, challenge comes into your life, Try to feel as that challenge is, um, uh, you know, place it like uh, Dr. Lewis placed his hand inside the coat. Do what you need to do to overcome that challenge, but to realize that um, this is in God's hands. Uh, Paramahansa Yogananda uh, said that uh, God through Om is speaking to us all the time and, uh, and that the invisible mother becomes visible uh, in our life, and when you think of how everything uh, in our world is a reflection of our thoughts, of our consciousness, uh, that uh, you know, you know, nothing is by mistake. This whole world is created individually for each of us in order to free us, and um, you know, and so to to really feel uh, like we are in uh, Divine Mother's hands, uh, because this everything that comes to us, of course is coming from her. You know, it's, uh, when we have challenges, uh, we, we do all of us all the time. And uh, Swami once uh, described uh, karma is an expression of Divine Mother's love uh, because it's, it's, it's to, to really free us. And we uh, will have challenges, but to try to stay uh, above them, feeling that uh, God is behind them, uh, Paramahansa Yogananda said that God is the greatest magician uh, because he uh, makes us uh, look at matter as being real, but matter is just a, a gross vibration uh, of energy. And I was, about a year ago, uh, it was uh, Yogananda's Mahasamadhi, that's a, a great soul's conscious e- uh, exit uh, from the body. And the whole community was celebrating and uh, there. But I, I'd had this kind of ongoing issue that was going on during that time. And I had over a 103-degree fever. And I was just so cold. I was under my down comforter. And I had my down coat on and my big warm hat and a muffler. And I was just shivering. And, and, I, uh, and I just just started bursting out laughing at one point. And I said, uh, God and Master, you're just so good. You make this seem so real. <laughs> and, uh, we, but if we could have that sense of humor uh, and that sense of distance that um, 
you know, because if we get locked into things' reality, uh, then things get really intense, don't they? Master said that we could take away three quarters of our pain that we experience uh, by having the right mental attitude. There was a disciple of Yogananda. He knew Yogananda and uh, it came to the end of his uh, years on this uh, earth. And he was in a lot of pain. And uh, another uh, younger disciple uh, went to see this disciple and he felt very sorry for the pain that this uh, devotee had to experience. Uh, but then the, the devotee said that uh, I'm feeling Om vibrating throughout my whole body and it's filling every cell with divine bliss. And the, the younger disciple said, I didn't worry about the older disciple anymore. Uh, because, uh, and then that disciple said that there can be pain, but there also can be great joy. And, uh, you know, it, it's just always there. I mean, how could it not be? Uh, because, as, as the reading said, no one has come down from heaven, or no one has come up to heaven that has come down. That's our larger reality, our original reality. And everything else is just an illusion uh, made by the great magician. There's a, a, a story in the autobiography that Sheikh Teshwar uh, about him. Uh, they were going to have a religious procession, and it was a very hot day, one of the hottest of the whole year. And uh, Paramahansa Yogananda, who was the disciple and, of Sheikh Teshwar, uh, was wondering, how are we going to do this? Uh, take all the students on this religious procession, and uh, they're barefooted on the hot sands. Uh, and uh, Sheikh Teshwar confided uh, in Yogananda that um, the Divine Mother is going to send a cloud, uh, and uh, we'll be okay. Uh, and so they went out, and as soon as they left and went outside, this cloud came and gathered over the disciples as they marched. And, uh, and then uh, it rained and cooled the, the streets ahead as, where they walked. And, and then as they came back, the clouds disappeared. And I wanted to read Sheikh Teshwar's exact words because this, uh, we, we should remember these words. I mean, he told these words not only to Yogananda, but to all of us. He said, you see how God feels for us. The Lord responds uh, to all and works for all, just as he sent rain today at my plea. So he fulfills any sincere desire of the devotee. Seldom do men realize how often God heeds their prayers. He is not partial to a few, but listens to everyone who approaches him trustingly. His children should have implicit faith and the loving kindness of their omnipresent Father. And so that's, that's for all of us. Not too long ago, uh, there's an Ananda member, uh, his father was dying, and she was uh, visiting back home. And uh, it was, you know, it's, it's a hard time when our loved ones are, are, are passing. And uh, the, uh, this Ananda member's mother was very concerned about uh, how her daughter was uh, you know, uh, dealing with everything. And she's a very devout woman, and, uh, but didn't really tune on, uh, tune into uh, any Eastern path. She's a Catholic. 
Uh, and uh, the, the Ananda member uh, has a bedroom there and has a nice picture on the wardrobe of, of Master. And uh, one evening, uh, this Ananda member's mother went into the bedroom and she just took a hold of the picture of Yogananda and said, uh, you have to help my daughter. She's yours. You've got to come to her. And, uh, and then um, she put the picture back. And all of a sudden, the mother felt enveloped with this warm blanket of love uh, that was just so profound. And then she looked at the picture again, and the eyes were just so alive. And uh, uh, it it just filled her soul. And then for the next two days, she was just filled with the love of Master. She said she was in the grocery store, and uh, everybody was looking at her with such bliss because she was just radiating uh, that bliss to to everyone. And then a couple days later, after um, uh, this experience with the Yogananda, she happened to say to her daughter, oh, by the way, Yogananda uh, came for you. <laughs> and, and I didn't tell you what, um, and then she said what Yogananda said, because uh, Yogananda said uh, to her mother that, uh, don't worry, everything is taken care of. There are beings on higher realms that are taking care of your daughter. And we just have to remember that uh, Master said that God, uh, he's listening all the time. He doesn't uh, tell us that he's listening, doesn't show it, but if we believe in him, that he will, we will know subtly that he's received uh, our prayer and we'll feel that response. But he's very, very humble and, um, you know, and very understated and, to, to, and to, for us to just sensitively to really just believe, pray believing, uh, and, and, and then we'll feel that. Uh, God is uh, a God of love, and in order for us to experience God, we, we have to have that self-offering of love uh, back to him. There's a beautiful story uh, of a king, and he um, decided that uh, he didn't really need what he had it anymore, so he sent uh, out to his kingdom uh, uh, that he was going to make a very important announcement in three days, and everybody in the kingdom should come. And so uh, there was great excitement and uh, kind of anticipation for this day. And so everybody in the kingdom came. And they all came in. And uh, there was one uh, little girl, seven years old, who took her place where she always sat, just right by the king. And, and then the king stood up and he told everyone uh, what he wanted to do. And that's that he wanted to give all his wealth away uh, to everyone in the kingdom. And people looked at each other, and there was just such excitement. Uh, and, and then all of a sudden, everybody just ran off in every di- different direction. And there were just costly paintings and jewels. And there was just real eagerness, and not everybody behaved. There were some fights over costly items. But uh, it seemed sort of strange that there were, because there were just everything that we could want there and uh, and people were all left and the king looked down and he saw the the little girl she hadn't moved she was still sitting uh, by the king's feet and uh, he, he looked at her and um, and then she looked up at him and she stood and then she reached out and uh, she grabbed the king and he said I choose you and then the king looked at her 
with just a radiant smile, brighter than a thousand suns. And uh, because she took the king, she inherited the, the whole kingdom and the, the bliss uh, of the king just radiated and smiled in that uh, little girl's heart forever. And Yogananda has said that uh, we, uh, once we are finished with everything, every desire, I, I was thinking just on the way over to service how our, our life on earth, it's like God just puts out all these treasures uh, and that are just out in, uh, all around us. And uh, we walk through and we may get fascinated with something and are interested in that, but when we can just walk through and just not notice any of it, do what we need to do to bring God's light and joy to others, fulfill our responsibilities, but, but we aren't really touched by it, then we don't have any reason to be on earth anymore. Uh, we've, we've passed the test. Just like that little girl, just nothing, she just did, didn't want anything. You know, everybody that took uh, something from the king, maybe they had a, a treasure, and, uh, but maybe after a while they got tired of that treasure. Or maybe uh, somebody stole that treasure from them. Or maybe uh, they sold it to somebody else. Uh, But these things all just pass through us. And what is the one thing that remains? And it's really our our love for God and our uh, oneness with Him. There's a, 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 a saintly man who came and became a spiritual teacher in America. And his grandmother was his, was his uh, guru. And when he was about eight, nine years old, his grandmother uh, wanted to teach him about attachment. And so he sa- uh, she said, I want you to sit in the rocking chair. And uh, as you're sitting there, because she was much stronger than he was and, and bigger, uh, she just reached down and said, I want you to come up as I uh, reach for you. And so she grabbed him. It was very easy to come out of the rocking chair. And, now, and then she said, uh, now I want you to hold on as tight as you can to the rocking chair. And because his grandmother was, was strong, she reached down and she grabbed him. And she was really pulling him, but he was fighting as hard as he could. And she pulled and finally she yanked him out of the rocking chair. And she said, how did you feel? And he said, well, it hurt, Grandma. And, and she said, that's because you were holding on to the rocking chair. And whenever we hold on, uh, because we're attached to something, life is always going to hurt us. There was a, a, a woman uh, who wrote uh, Swamiji, and she, um, she said that uh, just from her experience of being at the Nanda village, she said she's sure that every, uh, every uh, devotee here has smooth sailing and that is uh, living in joy, every day, probably every moment of their day. And, um, <laughs> and it would be nice, and uh, at some point we all come to that point uh, where we're living in that bliss no matter what happens. But Swami said that God comes to us glimpse by glimpse, and that there's, we have dry periods, uh, we have challenges that come to us. Uh, but uh, the important thing, you know, we have to, to realize that uh, you know, we for incarnations, we've uh, we've just forgot about God. We've been more interested in uh, His world, and uh, and then finally, when we realize that we want God, God doesn't come to us just immediately 
He wants to be sure of our heart. And it's time for us to sit still and know that we're God, to be silent like God has been all those many years. And, uh, and when God is convinced, God will come to us. There's a beautiful uh, passage by Paramahansa Yogananda that I'd like to read. And uh, it's, um, it's very encouraging because uh, in terms of how we can have the mindset that will really bring us God and to stay the course and to really feel all along that uh, we are light, uh, we are made in God's image, and uh, just to, uh, to make that strong effort. This is what Yogananda said. The greatest thing to remember is even-mindedness. If your enthusiasm runs high one moment, then runs low the next moment, you will find great difficulty in the spiritual path. But if your consciousness is steady and increases in crescendo with slow speed and calm will, you will surely find him at the end of the trail. And you will be so overwhelmed in finding him, you shall lose him no more. Bless you.